Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I'm your host, Ray Trujillo, and this is the show that we implore and introspect and truly conjure the precepts of, are we really alone? And so I, I do want to extend on this day in particular that I appreciate all of your participation for this transmission for April 8th, 2023, and happy Passover, this week's past, and that I hope all of you have had a blessed Good Friday and Easter and the celebration of renewal of all sorts, all walks, all paths, and for those of you that walk the path of Christ and the elemental planes, and in just the celebration of life and the renewal, the rebirth principles. And so I just want to declare again that this show is for everyone and for all of our paths and any path to enlightenment, to God, to the source of oneness, the cosmic love, the peace with the awareness, the evolution of our souls and ourselves that is individual to thyself and also to the true essence of our inner love and our outer love in which we declare that love is love and only love is real. And so when we speak of that, of course, it transcends into the unity of light. And so in that spectrum, it's a gargantuan force field of when we are all welcomed into the unity and the force field of this earthly plane. And when we look beyond and through the veil of otherworldly spectrums and into the multi-dimensions that lay beyond and that literally permeate through and around us those that are tangible and also intangible to our naked eye, yet in our cosmic consciousness that we have that ability to be able to witness, to observe, to acquiesce to. And so I just wanted to welcome all of you again and thank all of those who have subscribed and the new subscribers as well. I appreciate you very much for it is my honor and it is also a privilege and to be here with you. And the purpose of the show, though, I do want to say this for new individuals or just a reminder that it is in my endeavor to help and assist in, in my humblest way to just honor the enlightened uh, path and to help strengthen my fellow brothers and sisters, our earthly family, let's say, and lightworkers, initiates, and another endeavor that I truly do assist to I guess apply is that in the seeking of the insights and the intrigue into all matters of the divine and of the sacred, that all while we're in this place of the, let's say, recipient mode and the observation mode and in the notions in which we experience and what we work around, what we work with, what we contend with, that when I speak of certain matters, that is my only desire is to share and offer such notions that I may feel inclined to, let's say, assist any of you with a greater understanding for whatever is pertinent to your individual life path, your individual circumstance, and also just to be a loving reminder that not all hope is lost, no matter what twilight zone that we exist upon or within, no matter what transgressions have been placed upon any of you, any of us collectively, that there is always 
in the state of renewal and the resurrection of the self, in which this weekend is a particularly very sacred and special weekend to commemorate, to commence with such notions, no matter what your path, whatever your background is, whatever your theological or non-theological background is, that uh, any dogmatic or any of your own divine principles, that there's an application of thought that can literally be, let's say, permeated across to everyone and something along the line, somewhere along the way, that all can hear, all can see, all can feel. And so, like I was mentioning, this is a sacred weekend, and all days should be sacred, yes, of course, but there is much with the planetary aspects, there is much with our solar aspects, and we have a great deal of every day something new is unfolding in the galactic kingdom that is being pervaded and shown to us here in this third dimension in which perhaps with the the new ring of uranus uh, there's new rings there's the emanation of our conjuncts in which this coming week we're going to have an alignment of the sun with jupiter which is going to be a very auspicious time so any and all of you that want to get your prayers ready, get your affirmations ready, do your meditative chants, your invocations. Um, it is a very divine time, as it is right after the commemoration of the resurrection of Christ and also the rebirth on a planetary scale in which we're we're in the Aquarian Age and we've transcended out of the Piscean Age, and I'll delve into that further. But on Monday and Tuesday, this particular upcoming week that will be April 10th and the 11th, 2023, there is a divine, conscious, truly magnetic spectrum that if all of you have certain goals or you want to go forward with some manifestation work, this would be a beautiful time to delve into that and to invoke what you may, what you wish, what you desire. And so I just wanted to share that with you. And also, when I speak of, let's say, the topic of transition and resurrection. And I go into the place of the hierarchy of the planetary transitions and also in the planetary resurrections and also our inner personal resurrections of ourself. And also for those that of you that are seeking further awareness into the possibilities of your divine awareness, your divine gifts, and also your abilities to transcend from the lower to the higher frequencies, this is what I intend to speak of today. So many of you, especially um, those that are prone to sensitivities, and if you're listening to the show or have an interest in the show, then you are most likely in a parallel communion with those of the divine and the astral kingdom, the celestial kingdom, and of the Christ consciousness, Buddha consciousness, and so forth. And so when you have the proneness to such hypersensitivities of the sacred body, the mental sphere, the emotional sphere, the physical shell, and also our soul star, our etheric body, our spirit self, in which the activities within our mind, body, spirit, the trinity of our self, can observe the quickening. And 
let's say that there are many interpretations of such of the quickening, yes, but in this state in which you see that time speeds up, that maybe if you pray, you manifest, you're thinking of something, and there may have been a, let's say, previous stagnation that maybe halted or was a blockade or a garrison that prevented that goal to come to fruition, to that fulfillment. But then once the shift occurs, it seems as if all of that begins to tilt in your favor, or there could be in the calamitous spectrum in which discord, chaos is occurring on a macrocosm scale in which a, let's say, the degrees of difficulty that 10 years of discord is all culminated into literally one day. So there is a juxtaposition here to literally observe and to be aware of that there's a lot of greatness, a lot of goodness on a personal scale and an interpersonal scale. And also, there's also on a global scale, a great deal of greatness and also a great deal of discord and chaos. So when you look upon the hemispheres of such and you look at the yin and the yang and the dark and the light and the you know the positive and the negative reflections and the emanations please be reminded that there are realities to conform to yes but what is beyond that is merely the illusion in which your perspection you know the perspective of yourself and your perspective your introspection it really has a great deal to where you constitute yourself, the inner constitution of your spirit self, your mental self, your physical body's state of being as well to literally absorb and then absolve and transmute and integrate. And so where you don't absorb too much, but you absorb just enough with your empathy, of course, but that you're able to transcend it to keep moving forward and epigenetically, we have our survival components in which we have our state of that that innate sense of our inherent learned behavior from our ancestors. And in the third dimension, let's say, that our ancestors have that in our epigenetic DNA, our memory. And then if we go into the soul star spectrum of our spiritual self, in which our souls have it in itself our inherent DNA components as well in the crystalline time-space continuum in which we have our recorders, we have our hall of records in the Akashic records, we have the etheric realm, the awareness that there's a memory blueprint of everything, and that also applies with karma, the law of thought into action. And so if a loving thought is expressed and conveyed then therefore love is what is sent back at one point in time yet if there's a separation of a loving thought and it is the opposite of a loving thought and it separates the unity of ourselves to the oneness of the light of the power of god the creator gaia whatever one wants to refer to it as then there is something to contend with because that negative thought action at some point in time, we're all going to have to confront that and to contend with that. And so in this place of the quickening, all the karmic fields are literally catching up with each other. And so in that heightened state of being for the sensitives out there and the newly sensitives and the deep sensitives and 
all of the notions there, all of those archetypes of anyone who is going through the initiate aspect as well, where this is perhaps there's some that it's your first initiation, perhaps for others, that's your second initiation. And I will discuss that further, of course. But when we have these experiences, when we endure these quickenings, let's say, in this third dimensional realm, well, this is that reminder that it's extraordinarily common as we have the solar weather, our magnetic shield and the weakening of our uh, our Earth's solar protection. And we have the planetary cycles, the cosmos. And when I speak of the Earth's magnetic shield, um, there is a great deal in which I can parallel that with the veil. And so there's going to be a lot of, of course, let's say manufactured uh, visions that are manufactured, that are created through, and I will just say this, that there are things that are sent out to perpetuate, to, let's say, distract us from the reality of what truly is ongoing. So apply discernment with wisdom, especially now going forward, even more so than ever. Yet when I do speak of the, let's say, the intercession of the planetary invocations, the spiritual, the metaphysical, the otherworldly visitations that are true and real and valid and of legitimacy that is personal to the self. This is the time that your dreams may be intensified. This is the time that you may be having past life recall more than ever. This is a time in which you may feel that you're having heightened layers and levels of extrasensory perception, ESP, and also telekinesis and telepathy, and also those that are on the higher spectrum that walk the path for the pursuit of serving others and for the, let's say, perpetuation of goodness and, let's say, purveying goodness into the world to help others and to help them heal. This is the time that you're going to feel even more sensitive. And so there are higher levels of psychism and lower levels of psychism. And there's also in the duality, and I'll extend into that, of course. Yet when we are contending with all of these, let's say, onslaughts and also things that are out of our control, this is when we truly do want to seek the grounding within ourselves and seek the awareness of the divine, the cosmos. And when we have this exacerbation aligned with this perpetual state of rapidness, there is that accelerating force that we must brace ourselves in many ways for goodness and for the opposite of goodness at the same time. And so when we're going through that experience and experiences in the third dimensional plane, we can at times feel as if everything is in that, like I was saying, in a rapidly, uh, the succession of events, like a time speed interval, like a time warp. And yes, 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 I can say that while we really have transitioned from the Piscean Age and into the new era of the Aquarian Age, we have to really take heart to our atomic knowledge because we are atomic beings and we are really truly in line with the planetary shifts 
with the planetary transitions. And we are also now in a very intensified reality of such spiritual potency. And so when I speak of that spiritual potency that affects all of us that are created of, on the atomic scale, there is the juxtaposition that lies within and around all of us in which those who, let's say, sought to admonish the power of a higher good, the power of God, the power of light, perhaps the potency of the divine everlasting force field. Well, when those juxtapositions occur in which there is the negative and the positive that coexist always throughout our existence, uh, the coexisting of dark and light, there's, it must exist, yet it is the combative forces that we must l really truly learn to contend with. And that can deal with also the persona and our archetype of our character traits and our negative thought action and our positive thought action through conscious reconditioning in which we transcend the negative thought forms. If we have had, um, let's say, negative conditioning from a parent who has been very harsh and critical and negative from a very early age that is not accepting and not kind, no matter what you do as a grown adult now, even if they are no longer here and the memory of that still haunts you, well, the negative thought action is not yours. It's from the person who created the persecution upon your right thought action. And so this is the time to align yourself with your newly formed thoughts, with your newly formed thought action, in which that I will also extend into as well. But when we go into literally seeking the power of the light and the potency of the divine and admonishing the other layers of the persecutor, let's say the negative toxic parent, that hypercritical and just a complete, let's say, um, not so supportive and lacking the care and the devotion in which a, the archetype of a parent should be. So let's say that. Well, when you push through and you accelerate through the veil of that resistance, and you are transmuting through the illusion because those archetypes are an illusion because you have sovereignty over yourself. You have the spiritual and mental autonomy over yourself at all times. This is what God speaks of. This is the true way of the true knowledge of God and of the divine sacred universe in which you truly hold the kingdom of heaven and God within you. No one else can dictate to you anything less than because you are transcending through the illusion of those degrees of separation. And when you are interconnecting your ultra power of the great communion of all that is interlinked within yourself, interwoven with your peace that you create, your majesty, and truly in the pure holistic state of love that is in the unconditional love spectrum. So if one never got to receive that, this is the time to work through it, work through it with a counselor, a spiritual counselor, a pastor, a spiritual coach, a, a coach, anything, uh, anything that you need or with trusted friends, or if you're doing it by yourself, if it, you are able to, then 
go through the dark night of your soul and work through that and learn that you are the master of yourself and that you can be with every increasing day, that you can increase your capacity to be the master of yourself, that everything else, therefore, from anyone else prior, whether it was a parent, a coach, a boss, a sibling, or even a friend or a partner or anyone or a neighbor, I'm just speaking, or a teacher that wasn't kind, anybody who's ever created transgression upon yourself, your soul, your mental and emotional state, that that is the illusion. It is not the truth. Whatever may have come across through constructive criticism that was rightfully applied, then we forego that. But if it is something that is on the hypercritical scale that does not serve one and was hard in this injurious place that was the opposite of harmony, this is what I speak of in the applying with the peace and the majesty and to transcend all of that former pain and the negative thought action with the holistic love and that holistic sovereignty of your freedom, your autonomy to create your new life, your new self, and hence also with the rebirth and the resurrection and with the transitions of the hierarchies and all of this is all interwoven. It is all interlinked. So when I speak of that holistic love, there is a sanctity in this process and the purification of our knowledge centers. And so when I speak of our knowledge centers, you can refer to it as your chakras, your meridians, and so forth. And so when I speak of, let's say, the mind's temple, the threefold flame of the Godhead, the soul star of ourselves, there is so much to consider when we are speaking of these, let's say, mm, Transitions, I will say that. And when we're going through the quickening, where we really learn to align ourselves at a certain pace to catch up with our soul's trajectory, our mind, body, soul's ability to foster and position and to hyperlink up and transcend through and surpass the lower psychism and to go into the higher degrees of our ultra-psychism. And so, to what extent, and this is when we ask ourselves, to what extent do we endure while in the transitory alignments of ourself, along with the transitory alignments of the planetary hierarchy, and also with the planetary shifts, and with the resurrection of ourselves, in a continual basis. So what do we endure and what do we allow ourselves to endure? And in our personal resurrection, all while simultaneously we can experience that we have our evolution of awareness. And so when we inflow, and I speak of inflow in the indwelling spirit of ourself, when we allow the inflow to commence within and to entreat upon ourselves and that's the energetic force field that has been brought to ourselves and to countless countless people upon the path and also into the new and broadened let's say deeper sphere of spiritual realization and emotional realization and psychological realization of your power your personal power. And so by opening this door, 
such a door that is gargantuan. And many of you who have entreated and walked through this door in the past, and you're now embarking on perhaps your second initiation through the path. And through the second initiation, that you discover that you've allowed the force field, that flood, that beacon of light, that you emanate, that you resonate, that you intend to capture and to absorb and to share into the world. And so when you feel that call, when you feel that clarion call, that beacon of light within you, and you want to prosper it into the world, and you want to serve others and also honor yourself. Well, that clarion call is truly beyond your personal evolution because it is a sheer example of just how immensely powerful the mind and body and spirit of man can be in our atomic self, in our etheric self, in our mind-body spectrum, in the trinity of ourself, that we are marvelous, that we are truly an embodiment of a great deal of marvel, and we are worthy of being marveled. And so that is a reminder to all of you out there that if you're going through something, please, please, please take a moment, take just a moment to step within and to just express to yourself that you are a marvel. You are still here. You are still existing. And no one can destroy or destruct your thought process, your patterns, your way of life, your way of love, your way of learning, your way of how you conduct yourself, that your persona is thine own. And so when there is that spiritual evolution in the self, and that is that sheer commencement. It is a powerful commencement, and you assimilate with the vibration of that beacon of light with the planetary spheres. Well, then you truly are cognizant that there is far more power that lays beyond than there would be with the notion of the separation of light. And so when we speak of the separation of light, and that is the dark matter, right? That is the opposing forces. And so, yes, everything must exist to have a balance in the world. Yet when there is the tilt of a ratio that exceeds one versus the other, in which it seems to be exceedingly more dark than light, uh, that is always a negative confrontation in itself that is negative. Yet, what do we do to compose ourselves when we are confronted with such a scenario of where the darkness seems to truly outshadow the light spectrum? But then we remind ourselves that in the scientific and the spiritual aspect of light, that light always, always overtakes the darkness, but the illusion. So when you look at the moon, there's the dark side of the moon, and then, of course, the bright side of the moon. But it goes with the tides, and it goes with the cycles of the lunar, and so forth and so forth. Yet, we have our shadow selves, and we have our higher conscious selves. And all of us have our shadow self in the Jungian way of the shadow precepts of our shadow subconscious self, in which 
doesn't mean that we're all bad, but it means that we have negative traits. Where do we have the negative traits? And that's where nature versus nurture, and I'll discuss that, of course. And, but when we get into the aspect of transmuting from the negative and the invocation of that power light to overtake the dark, and we transmute through that divine spectrum of the higher realism and the higher psychism there's the stimulation of the higher faculties in which the aquarian age that we're in right now more so right now it's more possible than ever with the combination of our personality with the soul applied with the right thought action implementation and when we remind ourselves we can proceed forth with this renewed energy we are understanding that the enterprise of ourselves, of our existence, the enterprise of our soul's journey, that here that many are called, yes, and yet often few are chosen, right? So in that divine law in which we have the force field and many are called and then the few that are chosen, yet what? is the constitution of that and so when we look upon our physical vehicles and we raise that vehicle in the vibration of the process as a reminder that the destruction of the body is not the worst disaster that can overcome a man it is the destruction of our psyche and our soul's interpretation and that beacon of light in which we are literally choosing to transform and to transition with our might to overcome the transgressions of others, the persecution of others, the pharisaical accounts of others that have caused us injury. So in true reality, the destruction is what we can contend with and overcome that with the light, with right thought action. And so when I speak of the inflow of astral energy at this time, which is paramount, and when we take the time to observe and assimilate these frequencies that are within ourselves and around us, we can focus on our third eye centers, our third eye chakra, and our crown center, our throat center, our heart center. All these are chakras, meridians, and so forth. And so when we look upon what we allow in our solar plex chakra, where we can absorb, and our sacral and our root chakra, those are our lower level chakras in which we do absorb a great deal. And when we do look upon those places, what places truly do we want to purify and restore and strengthen and fortify? So that is a question. So while there is much complexity, there's the complexity of these subjects that are applied with the lower psychism but when we look upon the higher psychism of ourself and the transition and the generality of all the situations ongoing in the world planetary solar galactically in our interpersonal self as well we really look at grounding with our soul's evolution and we see in our mind's eye that much can be proffered with and understood, of course, that when we can 
exceed further with the right use knowledge application, the right thought form and function application. So when we go into that positive spectrum and we employ these notions and when those surface into the light and all of these aspects surface constantly where we are contending with dark and light, dark and light. But when we do go through and that we apply that surface of that force field of the light from our impactfulness and we truly bring out that, let's say, very best, the most benevolent, benefic goodness out of a present critical circumstance. And so if we do that and we really stop to consider that, it is marvelous in itself because of course, when we foist and foster and we heighten ourselves with the respect and with the purification and the, let's say, honoring and revering our fellow brother and sister, well, then our psychic and spiritual growth and psychological growth and our self-actualization principles start to really, really, really surface in the most dynamic, most beautiful way. And so as we humans are truly encompassed in this spiritual realm, in an earthly realm, in a physical realm, and we have this perpetual state of, when I was speaking of earlier, the nature versus nurture. And so when we go into the nature and the spectrum of what we can foster, what we can strengthen, what we can learn from, what we can build from. We truly do want to reflect and consider nature versus nurture and vice versa, because our souls through our long, long, long lineage, the divine lineage that I was speaking of earlier of the timelines in which we've endured and you know, many, many rebirths possibly. And if you don't believe in reincarnation, that's fine as well. But I'm speaking across a whole here in which when we encounter a rebirth, even in the present now, a rebirth in your job, a rebirth in your family unit, a rebirth in your constitution of how you want to insert boundaries, healthy boundaries in which maybe you've lived a life of 60 years where you just say yes to everything from a passive perspective. And now, you're finally learning how to lovingly and respectfully and with strength say, no, I'm sorry, I cannot do that. Well, that's part of rebirth in itself as well. And so when we encounter the rebirth now in that place, in that region of ourselves, and we regrow and we regenerate, and yes, the archetype of renewal in our form and function to truly secede from negative traits that's imperative because when we secede from the negative habits negative thought patterns and we renew our mind's eye with positive empowered right thought action with conscious reconditioning resetting the mind the right way resetting ourselves and so you know we can even say that uh, emptying the mind and the Buddhists speak of the beginner's mind. And so we empty the mind and we learn anew. And when Jesus needed to be, let's say, um, re-acclimated to a 
new set of thinking based on the trials that he had to confront. And so he would go into the mind of himself, of his human conscious state with his supernatural conscious state. And when he would speak of going into the garden and to pray even more fervently and to truly, truly purify the conscious mind of all that was indicative of stress, harm, and fear, and hence, of course, the onslaught of what had occurred. And so, but that was also a reflection of a formulaic way for all of us in any way in our human self that we are reminded that there is a new dawn and we are in the new dawn of the ages and the age of the Aquarian component of wisdom. And there's also much to consider with the humanitarian aspect of the Aquarian age and in service to others and expand enlightenment. So we are in that realm. And so when I speak of renewal and regeneration, we can think of the organs in the body. We can think of what I was speaking of with the right thought action and the form and the function. But when we also can look upon like a beautiful cobra, we can see that a beautiful cobra that sheds her gorgeous skin and renews it herself. And there's a regeneration in that, in the nature versus the nurture and in the the physics of all of that is regeneration and also in the metaphysical so there's so much here to align with and so when we have that state of renewal in just that example of when we humans renew our skin we shed our skin right and some may say with introspection we peel back the layers to go to our subconscious shadow self right to excavate and to confront and to reconfigure ourselves. But then also I'm going to bring up when, when we observe a tarantula and how beautiful that tarantula is. And when that tarantula molts his exoskeleton and that's again, another state of renewal. So you have two forms just to observe in the physical tangible sense of observation in which we can see with our clear eyes, the cobra, shedding skin and the tarantula molting the exoskeleton and so we see that and if you've ever seen that it's fascinating it's so beautiful it's these gorgeous creatures and so the tarantula will have these molting this whole process and it may look as if there's two tarantulas so you have one tarantula but it looks like two it's fascinating it's beautiful but that is an example in our human selves that we can rebuild ourselves, we can renew ourselves, such as when starfish and, you know, an octopus, and there's a regeneration on a rapid scale, and there's, you know, when deer and their antlers regrow, just so many um, contributing factors of just all of these emanations that we can see tangibly that is proof and evidence of regeneration and renewal. And when a surgeon is doing, if there's a burn victim, unfortunately, the skin and the skin grafting, things do have a propensity to regrow. And, you know, with the liver and certain organs, there's a way in which the body is such a marvelous, marvelous machine and mechanism. And so with our minds and our souls, that is also evident for us that even if we can't totally tangibly see it, 
We can't totally tangibly see the neuroplasticity growing in our mind when we apply chanting and praying and meditation and or truly uh, therapeutic work with our subconscious and high con- higher conscious and superconscious states. But when we actually, I witness that we have a different reaction, a different form and function to that reaction, then that is when we truly have emptied the mind and we've applied that conscious reconditioning and we have fortified the mind to confront a new reality in the law of karma in which we have a cause and action when we have the uh, roles of the world in which there are things out of our control and things that we can control if we're given the tools and we use our proactive state of discernment with wisdom and that we can reset ourselves each day even by the minute spectrums so there's much to contend with and much to work with in those notions so in the resurrection of ourselves when we are in that state of renewal and it is so beyond fascinating to see when you're able to finally say no thank you after 60 years of saying yes or to no longer hear that hypercritical parent's voice that haunts you now or is alive today in which your parent never said that you were wonderful in school let's just say something so simple, but you know, and your teachers told you you were fabulous and wonderful, but your parents said that was never good enough. And you went your whole life thinking you were never good enough. But one day you wake up and you say, you know what? I am good enough. I'm telling myself I'm good enough now. And I believe it. I am good enough. It doesn't matter what my parents said to me or my adoptive parents said to me or whatever. I'm just saying a guardian that, or my neighbor, my sibling, or my best friend or her partner said to me, I am actually in control of myself. And so in those examples of observation, in let's say your when you have your new exoskeleton, the shedding of that, and you're in your new mind, the beginner's mind, and you truly have that metamorphosis, and you take a moment of reflection and you consider <clears throat> that the tumults of this third dimension truly is the illusion and where you started look at where you started and when i speak of look at where you started it's merely and even more profound actually the origin your origin story so let's consider the origin story of yourself and do you truly want to check in with the trajectory of yourself how are you doing where are you going with this goal where are you going with your evolution of yourself are you content with this do you want to continue forward do you need to take a moment of break do you need to go into a place of self-reflection whatever is at your pace it's not too late for any of you and so when you want to seek with that intention of your origin story, your hero's journey, and you're checking in, and you're wanting to renew and revisit the self, you want to restore the self, you want to reinvigorate the self, regenerate the self, that newness that you seek is truly formed as long as if you seek it. So if you seek it, Therefore, you will seek it 
and then also acquiesce to it? And then what do you do with it when you seek it and you achieve it? How do you maintain? How do you hold on? And then you remind yourself of with that invocation of the peace of renewal that's available for all of you to truly invoke and remind yourself and apply it with that conscious consideration for the most benefic purpose of yourself that if you seek it and you desire it and then you achieve it that you deserve to have that where you can hold on to it and you can build from it and you can build in addition to it and then you can look back and reflect saying my goodness that's where i started and that's where i fell off the horse but that's where i got back on the horse and that's when i truly won and then i continued to win and i may have fallen off a horse again but that's okay because i got back on and i got back on with renewed vision with renewed mental focus with renewed outlook a renewed perspective of the world of myself and renewed introspection of myself and so all of this is truly benefic with the purpose of the transformative power of the transition and the transformative power of the transition of such healing and so when i speak of the healing and this is how you learn to acquiesce to hold on to because when we're you know this world is a great transformer okay we're in a great we're in a great transition yes but we're also in the midst and in the presence of the great transformer of perception and so when we have the emanation of unity within ourselves and we have this let's say moments of where we want to unify with one another we want to unify with our self love and the love unto others and then we are contending with the opposite the illusory of the separation of love the separation of goodness the separation and the loveless thinking and so when we see the loveless thinking and we see the love form thought thinking there is the law of karma in which a loving thought creates an equal ratio of a loving action at some point in time that returns back upon you as long as there's an altruistic pure intention with that loving thought and also with the contrary if it is the opposite of a loving thought and that is the rightful justification of the law of divine order in which the negative thoughts do come back to us at some point and this is to not say that we must be holy like jesus or buddha and and you know shakti and everything in in between and just to be these bodhisattvas of supreme loving peace but to aspire to be though it truly can help our human equation and so when we intend to continue to pervade through the world with a purified mind to the best of our human ability then that's all we can truly aspire for and to learn we grow with that and then we can truly master that part of ourselves as well because this is a vessel of where we learn this is a school of learning here and this is where we learn to love and where we learn to heal and where we learn to make perfect here and yes you know one can say well none of us can ever be truly perfect and that's fine but in the seek of our own perfection in which our soul 
is in that enlightened state to achieve that nirvana, to achieve the holy grail of the seventh heaven dimension, to receive and transcend the 12 dimensions of this planetary force field, and to go into where we can maybe one day in the rebirth, the cycle of the wheel of life in which we can truly go through the halls of Horus and be light as a feather. That is our goal, right? So when we, when I speak of healing and when we want to heal, that is a tremendous word. And so I'm going to speak about how when we become healed and we want to heal others, and this is where Jesus, the divine physician comes in. So when I speak of Jesus, the divine physician, the divine magician as well, who took up upon the confines of man, the constraints of the mundane existence of the superficiality of the ignorant. And yet this is the emanation of that unconditional love. Truly while Jesus being in that ultra superpower of being the enlightened superpower, magnetic, majestic self. Well, in that enlightened mastery of that selflessness, the teachings of the personal power that lays and lies within us and works through us, through the right thought action, that cosmic love, and that courage that we truly seek. Okay, so there's the courage there to be intrepid and to face this dimension and the otherworldly dimensions as well with a force field of such power and with the forgiveness, the power of forgiveness, and therefore also the mastery of ourself in the, let's say, relieving of the burdens where the world has burdened and created a heavy imparting upon us at times. And so we release those burdens. But then when we say and we truly implore to ourselves and we invoke into ourselves just as Jesus would have said and you know father where would you have me go who would you have me speak to what would you have me do what would you have me say and to whom truly when we go into our human self no matter what background no matter what belief system we have there is that trajectory of i am here to go about my father's business. And so we are here to go about our business for our soul's rebirth. Hence, while also constituting and contributing to our karmic endeavors into the world and contributing also to the refinery of our thought spirit and to others and helping others and applying those form and functions and in those applications, the resurfacing of ourselves truly is in that regeneration pattern. And so <clears throat> the rebirth of our new path, so to speak, that is the strength and the sacrifice in which when we think of, let's say, Jesus to convey that we are also worthy to be loved, we are worthy to be crucified for and also to be reminded that death is not the finite, it is not the end, because through the life and from the contribution of life and the, the re resurrection of ourself and that we are part of the spectrum of the life and we're in the I am presence, 
And then we say amen, we say grace, we say shalom, we say in gratitude to all. Then we truly have that introspection and we externalize the true state of what we've internalized through what we've observed, what we've learned, and what we are amounted for. And so we speak of that state of love and the kindness and the majesty and and the Christ consciousness within yourself, you can rise up in your Buddha consciousness. You can rise up to the power and the presence of God in the universal kingdom of the Holy Ghost. And so I want to just close off with that when you transform and resurrect daily into a more peaceful, living, empathic human self, that the spiritual abundance that comes forward comes through you and that the majesty opposes all that is in the tumultuous sphere of the twilight of this existence. And so go forward with love and go forward with the cosmic rays of love for yourself and to others and that the kingdom of God is within you and you celebrate your personal resurrection and rebirth of yourself. And I wish you all a wonderful weekend and happy Easter. And this is your host, Ray Trujillo of the Beyond Earth Show. I wanted to wish you a great rest of your two weeks and i'll be back on our next show and thank you again bye